Welcome, welcome to Above the Rim episode 19. Hosted by your boy Justin, aka Just Blaze. Yes, sir. And I got a repeat offender. Once again, <laughs> my man Joff from the gray area. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The warrior defender is back <laughs> in the building. Listen, I had to bring Joff back because he did the NBA Finals preview episode with me. Yes, I did. Had his picks. I had my picks. I made some picks. And we have to re reenact those picks. We got to rediscuss them. Uh, my man Joff was right. Mr. Blaze. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Blaze. What <laughs> was my wrong. pick again? Warriors in five. Talk about it. Talk about it! <laughs> Y'all give you credit. So this is Above the Rim, episode 19. Yes, sir. So you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Dash Radio every Tuesday, almightyballer.com slash above the rim. Listen, listen. This show is a big deal, all right? Show is a big deal. It's a big deal. You can find me on Twitter at JustBlaze. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. Comments and questions hit me at justinlee867 at yahoo.com. So, family, Joe, before we start, what's up? I gotta give a shout out to my man D Wade. <laughs> D Wade <laughs> looking like paid in full, huh? Listen, D Wade was ready to move those bricks. Yo. What game was that? Game four? Game, game five? four. Game four. Had the hair colored. The hair velour suit. What color was that? Like a little brownish? I don't even know. It looked kind of like crimson brown. <laughs> I don't crimson. even know. My man look. D Wade. <laughs> looking I, so Miami, though. So very Miami. Throwing subs. Shut with chest out. I don't know. Chest out. I think he had no shirt Does on. Does D Wade miss suit. home, Chess Blaze? Hey, D Wade is missing home. Mm. Listen, D Wade, Miami will always welcome you back, my brother. Absolutely. Take a pay cut. They'll welcome you back. You didn't deserve 20 mil in the first place. Hey, you definitely did. Mm. And like I said before, the king is ready to leave. Oh, yeah. The king is ready to leave. Oh, yeah. More on that later. More on that to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we know, the finals, game five has happened. Warriors coming out victorious. Closeout game. Closeout game, game five in the Oracle. We had, this was an interesting series to say the least. You had a little bit of everything. You had a little bit of drama. Yep. Had a little bit of KD, a little bit of LeBron joring at each other. Physicality. Physicality. Technical fouls. We had a little bit of kiss cam with kiss- Tristan Ooh. Thompson and David West. Hey. A little bit of kiss cam with that. <laughs> we had a little bit of Kardashian slander. Uh, come on. Listen, we, there was a lot going on in this series. This was another one of those series for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Absolutely. You can say that again. Series for the culture. This was a series for the culture, but it was a little uneventful, to oh, say yeah. the least. Oh, yeah. We all thought it would be a competitive series going seven. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought seven, aside from Joff. Nah, you know? five games. <laughs> <laughs> but be honest, though, you at least wanted it to go seven. No. You didn't want it to go Absolutely seven? Absolutely not. Wait, so you wanted it to go five? Absolutely. So your hate for LBJ is that strong? I wouldn't say hate, but, you know, I I, I wanted to see the Cavaliers get eviscerated, you know, mm. for personal reasons beyond LeBron dislike. Okay. The media coverage just had me in a place where I was getting tired of the excess. We all know basketball, and five games was the exactly right number for this series. Nah, man, I think you're wrong right there, bro. I hey. think the world wanted to see seven. Hey, the I can only speak for John. Listen, we had a bad playoffs overall. A okay. terrible playoffs overall. Right. Very uneventful. Right. Like, nothing was really a surprise for the most part, correct? Correct. Okay, so our only potential surprise would have been the finals some people had the Cavs a lot of people had the Warriors but I think a lot of people want to see David take down Goliath so let, let, let me let me counter that argument by mm-hmm. saying considering there were no surprises mm-hmm. considering there was a lack of excitement this NBA finals was par for the course this fit exactly what the players were going to be a dominant team eviscerating yeah. the competition that's what yeah. we got and it's not even me trying to troll for the Warriors but when you just think about what the playoffs were we saw this coming. It was a lot of dominant performances. Absolutely. From top to bottom. Hands down. That's very true. But I think, listen, this finals is a little weird to me. I think it was doomed from the start. Once I saw game one and I right. saw the Cavaliers game plan. Because I saw Ty Lue, I wrote down too, that his game plan to keep pace with Golden State and play LeBron the 46 minutes a night was the worst idea. You can't fight that type of firepower. Right. With firepower. I mean, I understand the Cavs have just 
maybe a smidgen below of an offensive rating as they do. It's about a point less, I think a point or two during the regular season. Right. And they were a potent offense themselves. But with that type of team, without the personnel that exactly. the Cavs have to defend those long wing defenders that the Golden State Warriors has. True. I think it was, they were doing from the start with that game plan. So that's a fail for Ty Lue. I'm going to agree with you because I feel as though, and, and I still feel this way, even with now two championships, mm-hmm. there's a there's an undertone of a lack of respect when it comes to what the Warriors do. Oh, yeah. Some people still think it's just play fast and shoot threes. Remember, but, you know the saying, jump, jump, jump shooting teams never win championships. Live by the shot, die by the shot. Exactly. But it's so much more to the Warriors than just play fast and shoot threes. And you saw that in these finals. The, the Cavaliers can play fast and shoot threes, but they also do not have the athletes. Mm-hmm. They don't have the length. They don't have the two-way players. They do. They ha- As you saw in this series, Just, yeah. they're a one-side-of-the-ball team, and that came back to bite them. Speaking as far as the Cavs. Cavaliers, oh, yes. yes. Their half-court defense was very atrocious. suspect. It was atrocious. And, and we actually knew that towards the second half of the season. Absolutely. We knew it, but we didn't want to believe it. I sure didn't want to believe it. I thought the Cavs would turn up their perimeter D, and they kind of did a little bit in the playoffs. Somewhat. Somewhat. They still had a little bit of trouble in the playoffs. I'm, I'm Like, slight trouble. When I say trouble, I mean they had a couple of close games with the Pacers. You know what one. it is, Just Teams didn't really force them to rotate. Anytime yeah. their defensive rotations came into play, they got exposed. Yes. But you saw the East didn't have teams yeah. that could expose that weakness. But then when you get to Golden State, multiple the threats. ball is moving too fast. Way too fast. And I, you saw that happen. I gave it to them. That pace that they play with is one of a kind. One of a kind. One of a kind. I heard Mike Breen use a word, and I thought this was the perfect example of what the, the Warriors are. And that word is avalanche. Mm. Because it's like, they once that avalanche. momentum starts rolling, and that snow starts picking up down the mountain, yeah. you can't do anything. And, and that's the problem. We, we, we on this little group chat on mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. and I said they remind me of an old Rick Pitino team. Yeah. Because you could watch those Kentucky Wildcats in the mid-90s for like a 20-minute first half, and oh, oh this yeah. is cool. And then the first five to eight minutes of the second half, they're up 20. You're like, what, how did that happen? They were they powerhouse. Start, yes. Powerhouse. They, the pace suddenly picks up. Then for some reason, you play ball just... I don't know why teams, when the, when your opponents start playing fast, you feel that you have to play faster. Oh, and yeah. And that's what they want you to do. Yeah, they, they fell right into the trap. Every time. Every single time. Every possession. Listen, the pace of that game was very hard to sustain. I, uh, endurance-wise, so I, I could imagine that they so were tied now, to, in the So now, to your Ty Lue point, why wouldn't you walk the ball up more? Exactly. Why not feature K-Love in the post? Why not feature LeBron in the post? Listen, sometimes your best defense is your offense. There you go. And because they were taking those long shots, those long perimeter threes that they were taking, right. those throw-up threes that they were taking, right. it allowed for long rebounds. Run outs. And when long rebounds are taken, the Warriors like to run. Be gone. Sometimes your best offense is your best defense. So when you hit the shot, you take a high percentage shot and it goes in, the Warriors have to take the ball out of bounds. It gives you that extra second or two to get your half-court defense And set. it's almost like, to, to jump in here, the Warriors' idea is when they close on a three-point shot, mm-hmm. the person who closes on the shot, his job is to also leak out for the break. Yeah, of course. So they're already down the court. Most of the time, that's that's the guard's responsibility. Exactly. It's always the guard's So it's like, now nah, this person, you ex- you're expending energy to chase this dude down who's leaking out. Then you want to rush back on offense, throw up a three, miss it again, run back, another layup. You're killing yourself. Killing yourself, man. So we're going to give a fail to Tyler. Big fail. Game plan. Big fail. Off. So, Joff. What's up, man? Who you got for your finals MVP, my brother? Um, the finals MVP. We all know it was KD. That's who was chosen. But who was your finals MVP? Klay Thompson. Wow. Interesting. Tell me why. Because I'm going to say this, and there's going to be some pushback, but this is why I'm here. I'm interested. I believe that the Golden State Warriors are going to be the closest thing we see to Showtime Lakers in this particular era. Okay. And one of the most undervalued members of Showtime Lakers was Michael Cooper. Yes. And I think that with the addition of uh, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson has now slid himself into the Coop role of defensive ace. Yes. And you saw what he done, what he did defensively. Adding KD allowed their switching to become immaculate. Yeah. But then throughout the series... Klay Thompson had to defend Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. He had to defend uh, Kevin Love. He had to defend LeBron James. Yeah. That's their big three, am I right? Yeah, and course. he had to take on that challenge. And more often than not, he forced him into tough shots. He did, but 
I mean, he was getting cooked from time to time. Hey, but that's the, the amount of possessions in the game that's okay. going to happen. <clears throat> but, but Kyrie was shooting a, a, a relatively high percentage throughout the series. About 45 percent, I think. He took on the challenge. Yes, bro. he did. Yes, you he know, did. Nobody else was willing to do that. Oh, he not sacrificed at all. the offense and said, you know what, I'm going to play D. Mm -hmm. And I got to give it to him. Because, of course, Kevin Durant's going to get the buckets. Of course, yeah. he, he made plays. We're not, we not arguing that. Oh, listen, I'll tell you right now. If we left Steph Curry out there on Kyrie Irving. Boy, if you don't get... He's if cooked. you don't get up out of here, you cooked. Barbecue chicken. That's barbecue chicken. Right now we call that barbecue chicken. So that's why I'm going to give it to Clay because I feel like as much as he wanted to say I'm not sacrificing much, he... Uh, come on, he sacrificed a part of his game. But he played defense. And defense wins championships. Making high-level talents like LeBron, K-11, Kyrie work for their buckets that's goes true. a long way to winning games. That's true. For for the series, the Clay average, he averages 16, 4, and 2. Yeah. I mean, relatively pedestrian numbers, but it was about the impact that exactly. you said. Exactly. It's more about the impact. So. I give it to him. Yeah, great choice. Actually, Jarv, I give you that. That was an excellent choice. My MVP okay. well, is the king. This. Okay. Hey. I'm going with LeBron James. LeBron James. I'm going with the king. Why is that, Justin? Listen. You gotta listen, call your government. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I understand the Warriors won, and sometimes I hate to take the MVP from the losing team. Right. But man, you cannot fault the effort of that man. How you so? can only fault the effort, which I was killing him for, was Game Three, mm -hmm. down the stretch, those last three minutes, when I feel like the series was lost right there. Game Three, the last three minutes, the series was lost. True. When they didn't score, I think uh, the Golden State Warriors last went on three a, minutes or so. last three minutes. Yeah, they went on an 11-0 run, if I'm not mistaken. The Cavs went 0 for 6, no free throws, a Terrible bunch of bad shots. Terrible offense. And then he gets stripped by Iguodala. That, to me, was terrible. 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 So, so, LeBron, so where does this MVP come in, bro? So, MVP, listen, my man is averaging a triple-double okay. throughout the postseason. I mean, throughout the, not, excuse me, not the postseason. NBA throughout finals. the NBA Finals. His numbers for the King is 33 points per game, 12 rebounds, 10 assists on 56% shooting. Right. Those are incredible numbers to go against a juggernaut that is the Golden State Warriors, to go okay. against those defenders that they have. Listen, Iggy is no slouch on defense. Iggy can play some D. He can. Iggy actually plays LeBron James very well. Pretty solid. He has the right math. KD, you know, to my surprise, was actually playing very good D on LeBron. He did. If you notice, he picked him up. I, I, I text you that. I noticed KD was picking up a lot. Full court. He was he was playing with a purpose. He was playing with fights. a person. But even still, with all of that, right? LeBron James was still getting to the rim at will. Okay. At will. I have something to say about that, but I'm gonna okay, let you go continue. Ahead. Go ahead. We know LeBron is three and five in the finals. We right. know that. So this finals, I would say, is more about his individual performance, not right. necessarily because of the outcome. Okay. Because I feel like he didn't get a lot of help from his role players. To me, he was literally carrying that team. He was the first first and second option to score and facilitate for his team. <laughs> first, and he let the Cavs rebound it. You, first and foremost, you're being disrespectful to my man Kyrie Irving, man. That's just so being, you're being disrespectful Listen, to Kyrie. First to and say, second option. A lot to say about Kyrie Irving. Yes, well, first and second option. Well, here's my counter argument. Hero ball is not an option. Eh, that, it got you a championship, my brother. <sighs> Step back three for the ring? Come on now. That wasn't hero ball. That was gutsy play. Iso? That was Dribble gutsy. the clock down. That was ice water in your veins. He took a lot of those shots in this series, true, and now true. it's terrible. You did. But <laughs> you're talking about the numbers. Okay. I'm coming for you, mm -hmm. but I'm coming. I'm also coming for your previous guest with this whole numbers argument. <laughs> I, I, I want to make something particularly clear. The, the NBA is not the Matrix, okay? Okay. It's no metrics here. It's no algorithms, it's no equations, it's no key makers, it, it, it's no architects. It's about what happens on the court. Mm. And with the games being played, even with all those stats, all those triple doubles, he still lost 4-1, to one, Justin. So what effect did those numbers really have? It wasn't a seven-game series, and it was nip and tuck. It was five games, brother. So what's good with a triple? What, what, what good is it? Okay. What good is it? All right, so tell me right now, who's the third best player in the Warriors? Draymond. Okay. And who's the fourth best? Clay Thompson. Okay. So now the third best, Kevin Love, mm -hmm. who did not show up. He was relatively invisible. I mean, he had a couple of good yeah, rebounding did. nights, but as far as impact, he was non-impactful. He didn't bully down in the post like he should. Okay. And after that, your fourth best player is a toss-up between Tristan Thompson and J.L. Smith. I can say Tristan Thompson is more important on defense. True. And J.L. Smith is more important on, offense, on, on the offensive end. And both of those players... 
had a major fail this series. JR okay. didn't show up till game three. Game three or four, if I'm not mistaken. Game three. Tristan Thompson was a no-show till game four. Agreed. He was a no-show. To me, he was the biggest disappointment of the finals. Okay. The biggest disappointment. Steph Curry out-rebounded Tristan Thompson in the finals. That's, that's, that's a bad look. So when you have your third and fourth option being relatively mediocre, and you're averaging a triple-double, with one of the best teams, quote unquote, that we've ever seen. Okay. There's something to say about that. He Rightfully so, but the big four of Golden State didn't play that well. Draymond had a pretty shitty city. He, series. He did. Low key, Draymond had a bad series. Yeah, he did. He had a bad series. You know? Yeah. I blame some 11 of the. Eleven and ten, he averaged. To your initial argument about Tyron Lue, I blame some of his approach to the series as to why K Love and Tristan Thompson didn't have the effects they were supposed to have. Oh yeah. So I'll go that way. Okay. Yeah. Listen, we agree there. Also, on a slight note, David West and Matt Barnes need to sit down. Hey. Big fan, did you see that clip? David West is all hype at the end of the game. This is why they brought me here. They did. This is why they brought me here to toughen these guys he up. He did. Listen. Listen. Listen, he Justin. Had a, listen, he had a couple kiss cam moments. Come on, man. <laughs> he's dirty like Zaza. No, he's not. He's dirty. David West is dirty. See, you got me calling a government on this show because I'm not going <laughs> to... The warrior defender is here, people. Listen to me. He was brought there to bring a level of toughness and tenacity, man. and he did so. He did, Trist- though. Tristan Thompson did not flex his muscles at one point in the series listen, at all. Listen, Why? Double T because didn't want Zaza no problems. and David West. Yeah, Double T didn't he want He wanted to go home and hug Chloe. That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> They, he disappointed me, man. Big the toughness was not there. So as we know, another finals loss for right. LBJ. Right. Currently three and five mm-hmm. in the finals now. Seventeen and twenty-seven overall record in the finals. Mm-hmm. That's a losing record, That's people. That's a tough record. Most triple doubles in finals history. He passed the great record. Magic Johnson to my initial with point. a losing record. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, those are all bad points. I'm hey. not gonna lie. Listen, LBJ <laughs> takes a fall for those points. But I feel like the friends, we have to appreciate him right now. Hands down. Have to appreciate him. He's one of the best players we have in our generation. Okay. He was able to carry the torch of the league, be the face of the league. Yes. He shows utter professionalism. Yes, he does. Consummate professional. He's always a great role model. Mm-hmm. He thinks well from the community. And he plays hard. I sense a butt coming. <sighs> there is a butt coming. Oh, no. LeBron. I mean, I love LeBron. Jarv, you know I've been defending LeBron. You a are lot. the LeBron defender here. I'm a LeBron defender. But I'm, what's crazy is I'm not even that big of a LeBron James fan. But you're forced to be in these situations with the Warrior defender in the because building. Because you know my disdain <laughs> and my hate for the Warriors. But you know, I try to be a little bit reasonable. But okay. LeBron James, I was rooting for him this time because I wanted the juggernaut to go down. So this loss, you know, three and five. Right. Is this loss now a taint on his legacy? So here is where, after I hear the slight slander from your boy, where I'm going to be mm-hmm. objective. Okay. This loss does nothing to his resume mm. in terms of legacy. I was getting ready to defend him. Because he's going to go the other route. Absolutely okay. not. It's not like he was 3-3. Three and three. He already has a losing record in the finals. <laughs> you know? It is what it is. Oh, On man. the surface, I, no, let's, let's be fair, Justin. Okay. okay. We know what the Golden State Warriors are. We knew what LeBron was up against. We know what the Cleveland Cavaliers lacked coming into this series. I picked them to lose in five games, so how could I now say his legacy is affected if I knew coming in the Warriors were the better better team? That would be me piling on. That's true. But it would be. So to the legacy conversation, no. It just means he's three and five. He'll probably be back in the finals next year. But the Michael Jordan discussion needs to come to an end. It It has got to stop. I'll give that one to you. If, to me, if he came back from a 3-0 deficit against right. his team, oh. then I would have to put him in an MJ conversation. But he might be the GOAT. <laughs> that was an insurmountable 3-1 task. 3-1 and 3-0? Whoa. Yeah, that's an insurmountable task. Never been done. So, to me, I agree with you that he's taken out of the MJ conversation right now because this was a, a, a loss, but you can't really fault him for that. Not As we know, he was the first player to lead both teams in points, rebounds, assists, and steals in a playoff series of any length. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You can't. There's a, there's a lot to say about there. Also, in three, since we, as we know, he's three and five in the finals. Mm-hmm. For six of those, he was an underdog in about six of those finals. True. Which he is why underdog. I say when it comes to legacy. Yeah. We know as ball fans, the Western Conference is the better conference. Yeah. You've been playing against lacking co- competition. Oh yeah. I'm just saying what this what this loss does is it put a, it puts a bow. 
on this whole talk about is the East really that weak or is LeBron really that great? Yeah. It's a combination of both. Oh, there And his finals record speaks to the fact that he's not playing great teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That's what it is. For you to go 12 and 1 in the East and then get dragged out the finals of five games says everything you need to know about the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That, I agree there. And I definitely think this does not taint his legacy because I all. feel like he will be back again. I say this, Justin. Yeah. He went from the Jordan conversation to at the very least being the face of a generation. Okay. That's, not, that's, that's a fair trade. Baby. That's a fair trade. Listen, he might, he still could wind up being number two. He still could very much. Well, listen, if he pulls off another two more championships, he could easily On get back the conversation. On shared statistical volume, finals appearances, et cetera, et cetera, he's in the conversation. If this is a, a video game like Mario, essentially to beat the game, you have to beat LeBron. Oh, That's not bad to say, right? Not at all. There you go. Not at all. So while we're on the topic of LBJ, game five, he had a couple interesting post-game comments. Okay. Oh, he, okay. Got on, he got on a podium alone by himself. No teammates. Fresh out the shower, fully clothed. True. In a little bit rather of a... Rather quickly. Rather quickly. He was the first one out right after Ty Lue. LeBron James was right there. No well, teammates. I mean, the head coach has to come out and talk, right? Of course. <laughs> In the GM. <laughs> of course. And I noticed his comments were a little bit peculiar to me. Really? I actually raised an eyebrow. So, for the listeners, I want to play you the clip of LBJ after game five, the post game. You tell me what you think about these comments. So I'm gonna play it right now. Um, well, for me personally, um, I left everything on the floor every game, all five games. So for me personally, I have nothing to be, I have no reason to put my head down. I have no reason to look back at what I could have done or what I shouldn't have done or what, what I could have done better for the team. So, you hear those comments from LBJ, and as you notice, he said a lot of, the, the word he said a lot, I noticed, was personally. Right. For me personally, what I did, there was a lot of eyes, a lot of personally, so I feel like that's a different LeBron James from the so. norm that we're used to seeing. It's usually team this, team that. Okay, we didn't do, we didn't play well. I'm the leader of the team. I didn't get my troops ready to play. Taking right. more of the onus right. on himself. So for this time, I felt like it was a little bit of a different LeBron James. And I say that to say this. I wrote, I had a tweet, and I said, LeBron James does not owe Cleveland anything. Agreed. He came there. What did he want to do? He wanted to bring them a chip. He brought them a chip. He he wanted to bring them a chip, and he did it. He brought them a chip. So as far as I'm concerned, he did what he needed to do since he came back and how I how I put it to his relationship with Cleveland is more of a business relationship to me of course I don't feel like it's on a personal level anymore it was personal when he first got drafted but then I feel like he went to Miami Heat and he loved it over there in South Beach he got more personal with the city the real LeBron James came out the college LeBron James came out that was college for LeBron and he grew up to become a man there so in Cleveland I feel like it's more of a business transaction. I'm coming back to give you guys what you wanted from me so bad. True. And to me, he sounds like a man on the way out. You know what it is? Going back to Cleveland is almost like corporate America, mergers and acquisitions. LeBron Inc. merged with Cavaliers Corp. to get a championship. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? But there was a certain level of freedom that I saw in Miami. The way he played, the happiness, the joy that I'd never really seen. Oh Cleveland. man, he was so happy in yes. South Beach. I loved he LeBron. I love yo, big you know time. what I'm saying? I love he LeBron the most. I'ma keep it a stack. Of course, the initial decision, we all felt the way about it. Yeah. But then once the game started to be played, when you if you didn't enjoy watching the Heat play, you're full of shit. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> but to your whole conversation and the, and the point with this quote, mm-hmm. I sent it to you in a text earlier. It's a Jay Z line. Tough guy disappeared in the fifth come out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or when the fifth come out, excuse me. The whole thing about that quote is is that in certain moments, people show you who they really are. Mm -hmm. I felt all those eyes and eyes and eyes. We got to see who LeBron really was in that moment. It is about LeBron, Inc. Mm -hmm. He was off message for the first time in a very long time in that post-game news conference. You get what I'm saying? In that tough moment, because trust me, he does not like the Golden State Warriors. He loathes that franchise. He loathes what the media did to boost up that franchise and try to overshadow him. He enjoyed beating them. We saw the Halloween party. We see the trophy on the court in the team logo. He enjoyed beating them. So losing to them and getting beaten five because he's so conscious of his legacy. He got off message for a split second. And I'm I'm pretty sure when he went to the back, the same way you caught it, 
he caught it. Or somebody, Rich Paul, one of those guys yeah. caught it. Oh, yeah. He slipped in that moment. He slipped? Yes, he did. He definitely did. So, I mean, one, one of my little gripes about LeBron James, I wish this year... He didn't complain about personnel. Right. That's my gripe with him. To me, his comments would have been totally fine if he didn't gripe about personnel. Agreed. When he kept saying, we need a fucking playmaker. Agreed. He kept saying that. And then the playmaker that you get is the fossil that is Deron Williams. Deron mega, Williams. Mega carry all a crossover. Oh, my God. Deron Williams, you are trash. Crossover by his ears from one ear to the next. Listen, that same crossover <laughs> from 09 that he's still pulling that same crossover. It doesn't work anymore, bro. It doesn't work. Regular crossover. Get out of here. I, I should have added him to the return of retire segment that retire I, we, you it, just it's did it's time for him to go <laughs> listen he, he's on a vet minimum I believe yes right? he is oh, so if it's prorated and all get out of here bro I, I don't even want him for the vet minimum he, he gave you terrible minutes it's so. time for Darren Williams to put on his suit and be an assistant coach oh, hold the time, clipboard it's time to go and it's let that comb go. front go we know your hairline's receding <laughs> Yo, you've been combing what? it forward since Illinois you trying to hide that shit <laughs> Yo, he definitely... Boy, if you don't get... <laughs> he definitely trying to hide that. <laughs> I tell you, man, for real. Disrespectful. It is what it is, man. Yeah, so he got to go. So I just wish he didn't complain about the personnel, and then it would have been okay. You know what it is, Justin? He gives people so much ammunition. I know. LeBron James, sometimes he has to stop talking. At yes. Time. He talks too much from time to time. You don't have to address the media all the time. You don't just don't to. address him. Just ignore him. Say, I don't want to talk about that right now. That's totally fine, because you know they're going to scrutinize every word. He, to me, he checkmated himself in a situation that you want to put so much pressure on Dan Gilbert that it kind of backfired, because you want Dan Gilbert to spend the bread to of get course, the chip. Of course, of course. But in this situation, people are looking at you, not Dan Gilbert. We, how, how often do we see Dan now? Oh, not at there all. You go. Not it's at all, all on LeBron. We need him in the shadows. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. So that's my only gripe there. So now, there's been a lot of talk. But with KD winning finals MVP, there's right. a lot of talk about him being the best player in the world. Stop it. Listen. You're so disrespectful. I think, the, I think the world is getting a little disrespectful right now. Let's not forget, the man did still average a triple-double in the finals. It, that was message KD control. KD did play his ass off. Don't he, get me wrong. I think... As a whole, LeBron played a lot better overall, which is very hard to do because KD played in that, at an elite level in this finals. But KD came up when the team needed him most. Agreed. In the clutch moments. So that's, to me, where I feel KD excelled over LeBron James. Agreed. So I can't give it to him as him being the best player in the world. Not at all. He might be better offensively. He's the best offensive player in the world. But... Overall, best player. Listen, I, I made up this scenario that I wrote down. Let oh those two boy. switch teams, right? right? Kevin Durant is on the Cavaliers right now. LeBron James on the Golden State Warriors. How far do you think? Do you think actually the match of that that the Cavs team can beat the Warriors? Switched? No, not at all. How far do you think that Cavs team can even go? Can they make it to the finals with KD, Kyrie, and Kevin Love? Yeah, sure. Okay, and that's is that because the East is very weak? Combination of talent and the whack Eastern Conference. Okay, okay, okay. So my point there is that you can put LeBron James on any. The diff- well, the difference between KD and LeBron. Go ahead. Let me throw you the bone. Mm-hmm. And with that whole swapping, yeah. I think if LeBron goes to Golden State, then it probably is the ugliest sweep ever. Oh, the ugliest. That's that's where the difference comes. Yeah. In. Just yeah, to just to, to give you a point that that you know. Yeah, full, full stop. Period. Got you. Yeah. I I totally understand. So like I said, if you put. Excuse me. The difference between KD and LeBron is that right. if you look, put LeBron on any team, 29 other NBA teams, 28 other uh, 28 other teams, right. I think they're easily a playoff contender and might be a finals contender. If you put KD, let's say, on the Brooklyn Nets, let's say, oh, give me another bum team, the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> They might be a The Los Angeles contender. Lakers. Lo- I love y'all, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I don't think they're necessarily a finals contender. No. But, but they're, they're, in a, they're in the playoffs, exactly. and they might be a top four seed. Exactly. And that, to me, is the difference between LeBron, LeBron James is the and ultimate KD. Swiss Army knife of basketball. Ultimate. 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 So that's my only argument, and I feel like the only argument that's necessary to tell you why LeBron James is a better player than KD. But What KD's I was trying coming. to say to you, Just, and I wanna, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to ask you this, I felt like... The whole uh, KD's the best in the world was message control because they realized that the LeBron James narrative of being the best went got went off the rails right away in the finals. Oh yeah. So they needed to, to position the conversation oh, yeah. in a certain way. You know, what ESPN, do you think when I say man. that? Oh, I 100% agree. They okay. needed a new narrative. You know how ESPN loves stirring up these new narratives okay. now. And I feel like it was a hot topic to say because they knew the Golden State Warriors were going to win. And if they were going to win, I 
feel like eight times out of ten, KD was going to win that MVP no True. matter what. True. I feel like he, he was destined to win that MVP. Just to validate the move, they're going to give it to him. And okay. you know KD is going to put up his numbers no matter what. And that he did. So you can count on that. You can count on but that. But we know better. Listen, well, sports course. fans. You don't have to trust these networks to tell you what Please to don't. think. Use your eyes. Please don't. So speaking of that, since we know KD won the finals MVP, okay. another person who's going under the shadows is my man Steph Curry. Mm. Oh, well, not my man, Chef Curry. No, Your you, man. Said, you said it right the first time. That's how I know I'm tripping right now. I just oh, said yeah. my man, Chef Curry. Nah, you mean that. Jobs, <laughs> man, Chef Curry. <laughs> Low key, though, I got to give him love. He actually had a dominant series, he man. Did? He went mano and mano for Kyrie. And to me, honestly, he might have outplayed Kyrie Irving. Kyrie had the highlights, but exactly. Steph made the plays. Kyrie had the most interesting plays, the yes. highlight plays. He had those impact buckets, as we call them. Exactly. Because Steph, if you look, he averaged he averages 26, 8, and 9. Yes, he did. In the finals. Those are, eight, MVP, those are numbers. MVP numbers. If not for KD seizing those moments yes. and having more memorable moments throughout the finals when the team needed them the most, when the Cavs started to make a run, I feel like Steph Curry would have won that MVP. Yeah. But I say that to say this. Uh-oh. Steph Curry's still weak as hell for never winning a finals MVP. Two times now. If you're the face of the Golden State Warriors, is Steph not the face of the Golden State Warriors? Is he not the face of the league other than LeBron James right now? The poster yes. boy for the league? Yes, he is. So if you're the poster boy for the league, this is twice. And I'm going to throw you another bone. Mm-hmm. So let's say the Warriors won last year at the championship. Say if Green, Draymond Green didn't get suspended for Game 5 and he played, they might have won that championship there. Would He wouldn't have even gotten it last year. Draymond! Would have been the finals MVP last year. So I'm going to go three years in a row. Steph didn't deserve finals MVP. For me, that's a problem. Oh, my God. To be voted as the number one point guard in the NBA, quote, unquote. Listen, listen, listen. The warrior defender is back again. See, every time, every time I step away, he pulls <laughs> me back in. Listen to me, bro. Steph Curry Yo. is the real MVP of the Golden State Warrior franchise. Boy, if you don't get... I, no, I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> he, without Steph Curry being amendable and allowing KD to come into his house, allowing him to do so, he there is no ha- championship. allow him. Yeah, he did. Draymond yeah. allowed no, KD. No. If, if, no. The way Draymond the culture of KD. the Golden State Warriors is Steph Curry. Uh, yes, it is. You can roll your eyes all you want, Justin. It is what it is. Steph Curry's not the leader of that team. He is. He is not you the leader. Steph what are you taking Steph off that team, bro? What are no, you seeing? Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm he listening. Is, you just said he's the face of the franchise, yes, right? Yes, he's the if face. The, if the face doesn't because set, he's a better face than Draymond. If the face, face doesn't set a certain tone, there is no franchise. Ah. If he has the mentality of a Westbrook, let's talk about it. Okay. There is no championship. He re- he realized a long time ago the way I shoot this ball, I'm always gonna get my numbers. He's three is more than two. Am I right? Yes, so but, he doesn't but need he the ball. benefits from that system as well. And they benefit. If, if they oh ask Steph Curry to be the primary facilitator for right. 48 minutes a night, if they didn't have a Draymond Green, right. if they had a normal everyday power forward right. like all other 29 other teams, right. Steph Curry, I don't feel like would be vaulted as much. So here's how I'm going to disagree He would be a, another Kyrie Irving. So because you're a basketball guy. Yeah. And I know how you have personal feelings when it comes to, to Steph I'm, Curry. I just gave him credit, though. Yeah. I gave him credit. We've been doing this a long time. <laughs> no, I gave him credit. I said he would be, he You're earned right. finals MVP this but year if it wasn't for KD. But here's why you have to give him more credit. Okay. Because as much as you feel how you feel about Draymond and KD, mm-hmm. the, the defensive game plan of the Cleveland Cavaliers was to take Steph away. Yeah. What does that tell you? Steph well, was, well, Steph was those the impact buckets that we listen, talk about. Yeah. But listen to me. We, I'm a football fan. Yeah. When, when Steph Curry is running his routes around these screens, of essentially the whole Cavaliers team is concerned about him. Yes. What he does in floor spacing, coming off screens, well, he draws, out the draws in the attention. Drawing the attention, excuse me, is why the rest of the team can flourish. Yeah. KD, second best in the world, doesn't even have a double team to worry about. Yeah. Why is that? Because they're trying to bracket cover Steph Curry. 
You, they, to the point that Draymond Green is having to seal the lane for him to get layups because they're so concerned with him. Yeah. So it's like, I can't say he's falling under the radar when he spent the last two finals getting doubled and triple teamed. Then he had to bring in a KD because Harrison Barnes couldn't get it done when those shots were there. So to me, he's the MVP I mean, of the franchise. Listen, so you know, you know, let me tell you what you're wrong right okay. there. And let me tell you how my man Steph Curry gets a free pass. Let me hit it. I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Game four. Right. He had a weak-ass game Agreed. four. Agreed. Hands 14 down. 14 points, didn't, four turnovers. Was a neg- well, plus minus 25 on when he was on the floor. Ooh. Let's say LeBron James had a game like that. Right. What, he would never hear the end of it. People would kill LeBron James so if they he didn't kill 14 Steph? points. So they didn't kill no, Steph? No, they didn't kill Steph. They just what? had, oh, it was the greatness of LeBron James. Cavaliers had a record-setting night. That's the only reason I they won. I heard that Steph wasn't didn't show up in Steph Game 4. didn't show up. I, I heard Steph that. get dragged for last year's NBA Finals. Where'd you hear that? The same places that you hear things. No, I, ne- I did not see one tweet. You're not oh, the first person I've heard ESPN that said Steph gets a free pass. Steph gets a major free pass. I don't I'm agree with that. I'm just free pass. I just think that... You want him to get bashed the same way certain no, guys get bashed. No, I just want bashed. him to be under the scrutiny, under the microscope, as other stars. Well, I want I want him to step up and be the team leader that I feel like he can be. I hear and you. I feel like Golden State minimizes him and with actually KD minimizes minimizes his leadership potential. Not at all. Yes. There is Draymond no Golden Green, State run without Steph Curry. We know that, but that's on-court performance. I'm okay. talking about off-court performance, being a leader of your team. Is LeBron James, Chris Paul regarded as the one and two best leaders in the, in the world? Maybe not Chris Paul, but LeBron James yes. number one. Because okay. y'all was about to clap at your right. boy, Chris I know, Paul. I know, I know. All right, boom. You know what? Here's, here's how I'll count it all. I just want to argument. step up. Maybe. During the Lakers post-Shaq era, I'll go close to home for this for me. Kobe Bryant was that guy, but D. Fish was the leader. Fish was the guy in the locker room. Leading the locker room. Yeah, well, yeah, because he was a strong, mature, veteran presence. Everybody's not built for leadership. They built to win games. It's just, it's just different. Yeah, I mean, but I need my super, superstar to lead as well as give me on-call hey, performance. It's different That's ways me. to skin a cat, but my brother. To, true, to each his own. Yeah. It's just a matter of opinion, as we all say. Yes. To each his own. It's a matter of opinion. So before we jump off of the finals, this, I want to This talk war a, will never end. Never end. I just want to talk a little bit about, about Kyrie. Let's do it. Because Kyrie also had an interesting finals. He had a couple of highlight plays. He played pretty well for the most part. But my gripe, and we had a lot of gri- Actually, I had a lot of gripes with Kyrie. We did. We talked about this off Legendary air. text thread. Legendary <laughs> text thread me and Joff had about Kyrie. I was a little upset with Kyrie, and I feel like he was one of the reasons to blame for the Cavs losing this series. Right. So when I say that, I mean, I feel like, Le- uh, excuse me, Kyrie should have stepped up in this series and become more of a facilitator. Agreed. I feel like LeBron James needed that help in this series. There was too much pressure on LeBron James to make every single play for the entire 48 minutes with that type of intensity and the pace that the game was being played at. So I feel like Kyrie kind of, I feel like his growth is a little bit stunted right now in Cleveland. It could be because of LeBron James. It is. And we all know Kyrie is one of the most exceptional scorers and one of the best finishers we've ever seen. Right. So I feel like Kyrie's career presents career progression or lack thereof right. I feel like is on not necessarily the ne- necessarily the decline I feel like it's a bit stagnant at this point I agree with you. I feel like Kyrie Irving needs to step his game up and become more facilitator to be a clear number two option on the championship team I feel like Kyrie Irving only works if you have a player like a LeBron James next to him where he doesn't feel the need to facilitate he's not asked to facilitate for everybody else so one thing that i also wrote out is that Kyrie, Kyrie gives you nothing but scoring i feel like Kyrie is a flawed player he's not a franchise player true i feel like he's simply a lethal offensive weapon uh, offensive weapon excuse me okay nothing more you know what it is well i said it is in terms of lebron stunting his growth but i don't mean that in a negative connotation Mm -hmm. i just believe that that is the role that's been carved out for him because i think it doesn't have to be but you gotta understand why can't he evolve if you look at what lebron has done since he's been on this long seven year stretch run the two guard or the, the off guard whatever it is in his system is a gunner 
it was Dwayne Wade before, it's Kyrie Irving now. But Dwayne Wade could still control the offense now. Kind of, but remember, you still had Cole and Mario Chalmers making plays, brother. They did. They sure, did. But they were more spot-up shooters. But you, Mario would drive, Norris Cole would drive and kick. Yeah. It's basic point Don't guard sleep. stuff. D-Wade controlled that offense when he LeBron did. James went to the you bench. You know what? Let me not disrespect D-Wade. Yeah. He, he did more than Kyrie Irving. Was, was an all-around guard. And I'll say this to your point. I believe that with the shooters Cleveland had, if Kyrie had committed more to doing... Because what, what killed me with Kyrie is he'll go all the way underneath the basket and then kick it out. Right. When you could be kicking it out by the elbow. Because as soon as they much. collapse, you can kick it. That's a bad facilitator. Agree. You have to anticipate the defense coming to you ahead of time and kick out to your shooters and know where they are. Listen, point blank period, I got to get more than four assists from my point guard. Agreed. But I blame the construct of the Cavaliers and to a certain degree coaching because I believe that I don't think well, Tyrone Lue was also. getting in his ear enough to create more. Well, I think yeah, they, were, they got Lewis comfortable well. relying on a LeBron. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. And I feel like if Kyrie was on another team, I don't feel like he can facilitate right now on his No, team. not right now. Absolutely I not. I think, honestly, Kyrie would be worse on a mediocre team. We always have the discussions, and I feel like if LeBron didn't get there to Cleveland, Kyrie would be lottery-bound. I don't. I can't year. say that. I disagree. Think, I think him and Wiggins with, a, with a, a facilitator at the one or whatever you want to do, they would have been okay because Kyrie— I don't Kyrie, think they would have been better than the Pacers. Here's what I'll say. I think Kyrie at his best— is a shooting guard and a point guard. Oh, yes, without You can doubt. easily get, the way these guards are growing now, uh, eight, you could draft a six foot five, six foot four point guard yeah. with a defensive mentality to balance out the heavy offense. Listen, Kyrie, Kyrie has Irving. the AR problem as he, he used does. to have. He has the Wiggins AR. and Kyrie would have been something. I believe that. <sighs> Athletic in the East, playoffs. Scratching the surface. We disagree. He'd be a bottom seed. I, I, yeah, I yeah, of course. No, we're not talking seed. top four. Oh, okay. Seven, eight. You, you're talking like it might be a top four home court. Absolutely. Top no, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right. We have to make that clear. No. I was about to say. Boy, if you don't get... <laughs> don't get disrespectful. Yeah, I should see how this dude's looking at me right now. No, Yo, man. I'm looking at him crazy. Eight right. seed, seven seed. Okay. First round exit. But I like Kyrie. No disrespect to Kyrie. He's, he's nice to look at on the court. Oh, man. He's yeah, excellent to highlights, watch play. But he's, he's phenomenal. He's team incredible. building. You know how you could put LeBron's Swiss Army knife? Mm-hmm. Kyrie needs a certain type of team to be successful. Yes, he definitely does. Okay, so we agree on that. I just feel like Kyrie can evolve and get a lot and get a lot better. He can. So and LeBron James has to leave in order for that to happen. He will. I feel like. But I still need Kyrie to step up. Time will tell. He's only what, 24? He got time. Yo, he got a lot of time. He got a lot. Let's hope, God willing, yeah. hopefully he stays healthy, as yep. we all know. Yeah. So right now we're about to get into the most dangerous segment of podcasting. We're over now, the crossover the segment. Most dangerous Not a segment. Game. Not a game. Not a game. <laughs> we talking about I'm shaking my head already. Woo! So the crossover segment this week, above the ri- above the rim listeners, you all know what this is. For those of you who don't know, I'll be throwing out player comparisons. My guest acts as a GM and they tell me who they would take out of the two in their prime. So my man Jarv is going to put on a GM hat. Let's get it. Jarv Kupchak. <laughs> Jarv Kupchak. <laughs> Jarv Palenka. Jarv Palenka. Jarv Bus. However you want it. Jarv West. Talk about it. <laughs> so he's going to choose out of the two. And he doesn't know these choices, by the way. All random, of course. So I got two heavy hitters for you this week. First, Jarv, who are you taking out of the two in their prime? Throwing out the man Ayah. Allen oh, no. Iverson or the great Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Detroit Piston Isaiah Thomas. Alright, I got nervous. I thought you were going to say Steph Curry and then I was going to run out the room. Ooh. But, uh... <laughs> I should... <laughs> Damn, I wish I would have thought I hit it at the time. <laughs> I'm going to go Isaiah Thomas. Career stats. Let me okay. give you the career stats. AI career stats. 26 a game. 3 rebounds. 6 assists. 2 steals. 42% from the floor. One-time MVP, four-time scoring champ, right. three-time steals leader, right. 11-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Isaiah Thomas, 19 a game, three rebounds, nine assists, two steals, same, 45% from the floor, two-time champ, one-time Finals MVP, 12-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Pretty even in accomplishments. Joff, who you taking out of the two? In their primes. In their primes. I already know who I have on this I'm, one. I'm gonna probably get some back to this, but okay. I'm gonna go with AI, man. Oh, you going with AI? I'm going with AI. Can't go wrong with either one. Tell me why. Both are Hall of Famers. 
of course. Transcended talents, as you like to say. Can't go wrong either way. But Allen Iverson was special, man. He was very special. I think he was unlucky with the teams that he played with. If he had a real team in Philly, he'd have a championship because his will that he imposed on the game. Oh, yeah. And he was, he's, as people will say, he was a gunner. He was more about doing what it took to win. He had to take those shots. He led by example. Led by example. He played hurt. But again, who else was going to take those shots? Oh, Did he ever Eric. have a snow? Old Weber? Old Matumbo? Aaron McKee? Larry Hughes for like a Hill? week? <laughs> oh my lord. Who else? Who else? Matt Geiger! Come on! Oh, come, come on. on. George Lynch? Come George on. Lynch! Come on. Boy, if you don't get... Oh. He had the ugliest power for whatever in Tyrone. Oh, that he man sure was hideous, did. man. Yo, he sure did. <laughs> he sure did. But so, but I believe that if he had Bill Lambeer and mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman and mm-hmm. the microwave and so on and so John mm-hmm. Sally, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the, what was number four, Joe Dumas? Mm-hmm. If he had those guys, the microwave, he'd have had the championship. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go Allen Iverson. I already see your face. I already know uh, you're going. Ah, let me educate you, educate. my brother. Listen, you know I'm picking. Isaiah Thomas. Of course you were. Listen, Isaiah Thomas was is what we call a true point guard. Agreed. When I say a true point, true point guard, in Stephen A's words, the quintessential point guard. But when I say he's a quintessential point guard, he can also give you buckets if right. you wanted to. Cool. At any point in time of the game, Isaiah Thomas can take over and get you 20 to 30 a night, plus 10 to 12 assists, and also play defense. And what I always say. He was the leader of his team. He was the leader on the the floor, off the floor. We know about the bad boy Pistons reputation. Low key, Isaiah Thomas was the ringleader of those bad boy Pistons. He was, a lot of times, he was a dude sending a Bill Lambeer, sending Rick Mahorn, sending John Sally to go make those hard fouls, those quote-unquote Jordan rules as we know. We know his beef for Jordan. Listen, Isaiah, you got to give that shit up, by the way. Give it up, your beef for Jordan. It's over. Beefs don't die, bro. Beefs don't die. <laughs> you gotta give it up. But but that aside, Isaiah Thomas, I think, to me, he's my second best point guard of all time. My second best, my second favorite point guard of all time. Magic Johnson is number one. Okay. Isaiah Thomas number two. But Isaiah Thomas might be my number one. I think he's actually my favorite point guard. I can't fault you. Because he was a little guy doing it. And you know how I feel for my little guys. He was big time in the finals. Didn't he have um that quarter? He had that legendary was, quarter with le- the busted ankle. With yeah. the busted ankle, twenty five. I think it's yeah, twenty five. Yeah, finals record at the time. Listen, I mean, listen. Like, don't get me wrong. Iverson could do that as well. Of course, no shake there. But I feel like if I'm a GM and I, I'm I have both of those two on the table, I'm taking the point guard who can get me more. And at times, Iverson was a defensive liability. At times, when he had to switch out, when he had to play those two guards. True. We know he was a six two. Two guard in a guard's body. <laughs> Allegedly. We all know he had Eric Snow, but Eric Snow was still getting dominated. Yeah. Let's be clear. But a lot of times, Iverson stepped out and guarded the one. So I'm picking Isaiah for the simple fact that he can give me both. And he can be a leader of men. I, you know what? I hear what you're saying. But Not I, impact, impact aside. If we're, if we're in the lottery and this is the draft and yeah. you took Isaiah one and I had Iverson two, I don't think I lost. Oh, not at all. That, that's where I'll go with that. You would just build your squad accordingly. Right. Like that's that's the difference. So it's really a matter of opinion. There you go. Each zone. That's the beauty of the crossover segment. You, you're you not wrong. Listen, whenever I put these segments out, people give me so many choices, man. And they go, just, you wrong, nah, you out of control, you bugging out. You know how I love Paul George. It's they were killing me for Paul piece, George. Man. Yeah, it is. they were killing me for Paul George last week. Because <laughs> I picked Paul George of a BC. <laughs> Y'all be hating on Paul George, man. Look. You be hating on Paul George. Paul George, leave that man alone, bro. <laughs> Paul George is the stud, just, just my brother. Him. He's a stud. He's not a difference maker. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so next up. Wait, before we end, I had Isaiah. Jaw had. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. So next up, another heavy hitter. Okay. I'm going to throw at you. Jaw. Let me get comfortable. I got some Lakers I want to throw at you. Oh, yeah. You talking my talk now. We talking job talk right now. Talk about it. The Laker guy. Who are you taking in this prime? A prime Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or a prime Shaquille O'Neal? I already got my choice here, but I'm going to give you the career stats. Ah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Lou Alcindor. 
<laughs> 24 a game, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 55% from the floor, 6-time champ, 2-time finals MVP, 6-time MVP, 19-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, 2-time scoring champ, the Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. Right now we call that barbecue chicken. 23 a game, one point less. Same amount of rebounds, 11 a game. Two assists, two blocks, same amount. 58% from the floor for the Diesel. Accomplishments, four-time champ, three-time finals MVP, one-time regular season MVP, 15-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA, and also two-time scoring champ. Jov, GM, Palenka. Who are you taking out of the two in their prime? I know exactly who I'm taking. This is tough I definitely had to put my hat on and really think about this. You know what it is? You know what? I, I'm damn. You got me stuttering. <laughs> you want me to go first? No, no, no. Actually, I, you go first. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go first. Yeah, you go first. You're like a guy. Come on. I believe mm-hmm. that Shaquille O'Neal, while a transcendent talent, mm-hmm. it has to be a certain kind of structure for him to flourish. I think Kareem could be in any situation and we would win. Okay, I'm all in. I'm that. listening now. Kareem, he could be in the half court. Oh, yeah, he was unstoppable. He was an unstoppable force as well. Showtime and kill you. And he still defended the paint. Mm-hmm. And he was, Did he run that well with Showtime? He didn't run that well, mm. but, but. I was getting ready to play but, guard. He but was always he was, lagging but, behind. But was he a liability? Oh, not no. at all. Not at all. And let's call a spade a spade mm-hmm. here. If you talk to some basketball historians, mm-hmm. they will tell you that they believe that Kareem is the true GOAT of the NBA. When you look at resumes, the things he's accomplished, the championships. Uh, some people definitely do say that. The MVPs, college. Six-time term- champ. Let's talk about Same it. Same amount as Jordan. So, again, it's not even a matter of right or wrong, mm-hmm. but I think I could do more with Kareem and win. And six championships says a lot to me. Wow. Multiple from the 70s. All the way to 1990, two different areas of the NBA, mm-hmm. and he did that. Yo, you got me listening here, brother. He I, did that. Excellent choice. I'm gonna go Kareem. Okay. <sighs> go brother. ahead. Go ahead. Go pick Shaq. Disagree with you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Diesel. Okay. I'm going with the most unstoppable force we've ever seen play basketball. More unstoppable than Wilt or Still Chamberlain. Okay. I don't care if he scored 100 a game. No one's stopping Shaquille O'Neal. If he wants to get to the basket at any point in time of the game, he's getting to the basket. He's going over you. He's going through you. He's going into you. He's pushing you. He'll try to go around you with a little bit of a baby hook. Of course. Don't sleep on a baby Shaq. Shaq, one, two, step baby hook. Shaq is a monster. Shaq is a monster. You you forced me to pick between pound cake and chocolate cake here. Like, what did you want me to do? (laughs) True. True. We can't go wrong. No. Listen, but listen, I think the reason why I'm giving to Shaq is I think he's more of a mismatch than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I feel like I'm always going to go, me personally, I'm always going to go with a person who's a clear-cut mismatch. True. Like, say, for instance, you see a LeBron James. That's why, in my estimation, I always choose LeBron James over Kobe. Tips of skill. I know you're going to hate me for that, but I pick LeBron over Kobe (laughs) because I feel like LeBron James is more of a mismatch. Fair, fair. At all times on the court. So... I give more respect to that. We know they're freak at freakish athletes, but that's not their fault. Okay. Blame that on the Lord. That's not their fault. So Shaquille O'Neal, he was a physical specimen, one of the biggest we've ever ever seen, and he had some skill. He did with that big body. Don't he act did. like Sean. A lot of people just act like Shaquille O'Neal just bulldozes his way to the basket. He did, but he did have a nice what little one-two baby hook. Unstoppable was that he was seven one three thirty and had the audacity to have a drop step a and touch at the rim. The nerve! We call that barbecue chicken. Drop step. The nerve of you. <laughs> Listen, don't forget Orlando Magic Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yes. He could get the rebound and push oh, it yes. up the floor. He... Shaq would get you on the block, spin move, yam it. Yam it. He had a little power jump hook yam from about 10 feet out. You had that. And let me throw you one. The only time I feel like Shaquille O'Neal got disrespected in his career was by Hakeem Olajuwon. But that's Hakeem. That's Hakeem the Dream. But I, I still feel like Shaq was a better center than Hakeem Olajuwon. If I had a choice out of those two, I'm still taking Shaquille Nittles well. But Hakeem scolded him in that series. And Hakeem is 
No if you're going to get schooled, get schooled by Hakeem, not by some John Concack or somebody true, from that era. True. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. I'm I'm giving it to the Diesel. I think the Sh- I think Shaq, it's tough for me to say number one center of all time. That's another toss-up between him and Kareem, a Bill Russell. It's tough Wilt. because they have that. Wilt, it's tough because they have the accolades, more accolades than Shaq. But as far as unstoppable force, GM, I'm picking talent-wise, I might go with Shaq. Yeah. Just because he's more unstoppable. I think it goes back to the same thing. We draft positions, then yeah. you build a court. And he also could pass out of a double team. He can. Don't sleep. He How can. do you think Robert Ori got those shots? A D Fish, as the, he calls the others. The Orlando, Nick, 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 Anderson, Nick Anderson, 3D, so 3D. on and so forth. Listen, the, Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles. <laughs> there you go. The Devin Georges of the yes, world. Yes. Those type of cats. Rick Fox. Rick Foxes of the world. Uh, listen, they were getting buckets, so I give the Shaq. But like we said before, to each his own. And that's the difference of opinion. I'm actually glad that we disagreed on that, it man. About time. It was about time. <laughs> so, above the room listeners, make sure y'all let me know your picks for the crossover segment. So while we're on the Lakers really fast, okay. quick Lonzo real quick. My oh, man yeah. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Hashtag BBB. Big baller brand, you Big heard? Big baller brand. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> Listen, um, he had trials with the Lakers. Yes, and did. we reports came out that they were a little bit unimpressed okay. with Lonzo Ball. So you, as a Lakers guy, you still want Lonzo? Of course. Okay. Um, What the Lakers are doing right now is business. Okay. If you're Lakers Inc. Mm-hmm. and a team in the NBA wants to make a deal and they know that you're picking Lonzo and that's your only move, they might want to lowball you. Mm. If there's some mystery to who you're going to pick and they want to make a deal, they'll have to spice up the offer to come off of that pick. True. But if they know it's Lonzo, all right, we'll give you this guy. If the Lakers say they want this guy and role player guy, but they know Lonzo's the pick. The team might be like, you know what? Nah, we good. They'll walk away from the negotiating table. Very true. But if there's some mystery to the pick, it makes negotiations more intriguing. Okay, good point. You know yeah, what I'm I didn't saying? Think about that. Oh, yeah. Also, they were worried about his conditioning as well. And that's gonna be my next point. Okay. It's it's all about message control. Okay. Levar, the Lavar Ball experience got a little out of control. Yeah. The Lakers Big brand time. supersedes everything. Yeah. We can't have Lavar Ball believing he's on par yes. with Laker brand. Mm-hmm. So you have to now knock down Lonzo Ball a bit of a peg. But there's also a little double talk in that, Just, because here you have the workout went well, but then he's out of shape. Which one is it? Did the workout go well or is he out of shape? It's all about just making True. sure that there's a certain level of control True. There. And for the record as well, I don't feel like LeVar Ball will be a problem in L.A. Not I feel like Magic got that under the rack. But it's time for, as for the big corporations to start controlling oh, small yeah. businesses. Yes, of course, of course, of course. So I agree with you there. If I'm you, I'm still taking Lonzo Ball. Yeah. I think Lonzo's going to be a stud, to be I believe honest. Lonzo and D'Angelo will flourish together with Oh, you think they should stay together? To, yes. D'Angelo mm. had his best run. Russell gone. No. D'Angelo had his best run when Clarkson went to the point and they moved him over to the two. That's when he started to play better towards okay. the end of the season. I like Clarkson off the bench, though. Love Clarkson off I the bench. I love him as a six. But man. I believe that you let Russell make plays as the off guard, but if you have uh, Lonzo running the point and creating mm-hmm. for others, mm-hmm. they'll be better off. Oh, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. So I, I think Lakers all the way should go all in on Lonzo, and I'm curious to see how this plays out. But on a side note, Lonzo, he can't work out in them hardened shoes. We saw him working out in those Hardens, those well, Adidas. The, the BBBs haven't been actually I know. manufactured A lot of people forget that. It was yeah. That was the prototype. They thirsty to bash LeVar. That's all it is. <laughs> Yo, seriously, man. They were ready to bash LeVar. So, Lonzo, big shout out to you. And I'm, I'm praying that you do well yes. in La La Land. I'm actually expecting big things out of him. And I think he will do. Shout out to Baylor, Mafia Magic. Yo, Mafia Magic. Baylor, big shout out to you. We're actually going to have both of y'all on for a Lakers episode in the offseason. Let's get it. We got to get that West Coast, East Coast Lake of fandom, you gotta hear Can't those views. Come through crushing the buildings, though. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> word, 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 man. So, job, my brother. I want to pre- appreciate you again coming through. No as doubt. Always no going over the finals with me. This is it. Main event. And make sure everyone that you look out for the gray area. June 22nd, episode one, aka chapter one of the gray area comes to you. Look out for that. Mm, talk about it. Look out for that. Look out for that. That's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about some things that's going to make people uncomfortable. Oh, I'm going to speak truth that's on that I'm, show. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's Above the Rim episode. Wait, Jav, once What's again. Up? 
Appreciate you coming on once no again. No doubt, man. Thanks again, my brother. You know this is a fire episode once again. That's what we do. Exactly. So it's above the road, episode 19, Track House Studios. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. Best and review. show in the game. Oh, talk about it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That's above the rim. And we out.